Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Rick Hawkins of Quest Church in Norman, Oklahoma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast is going to be informative, insightful, and inspirational for your life. Listen every week because we'll have a special word just for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Thank God for a church that knows how to give. And when I come, whomsoever shall you shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Now I will come to you when I shall pass through Macedonia, and I will pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide, yes, maybe even through the winter, that you may bring me on my journey wherever I go, or you may send me on my journeys. For I will not see you now, by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord permits. Verse 8 is crucial. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. That verse 8 will just preach by itself. Verse 9. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me and there are many adversaries. The Amplified Version renders verse 9 like this. Because a wide door for effective service has opened to me in Ephesus a very promising opportunity and there are many adversaries. I'm going to preach this morning a message called a great door. Just say that to about three people around you. A great door. Would you be ever so kind to follow instruction one more time and lift your hands? Father, we yield ourselves to you today. We long to hear from you some apostolic word that would have the enunciation of authority that would ride on top of it. We thank you for a prophetic utterance in this house that would launch people out of their historical past and into their prophetic future. We thank you for some kind of a dialogue that pertains to each person's destiny today. Make it, make it significant to them. Lord, I pray these people make this personal. And each one of them, name by name, say, this is my word. This is my word from the Lord. Put faith in their heart and let them lean forward, even sitting on their edge of their seat, to receive what thus saith the Lord. And Lord, as we preach and do the things that you've called us to do today, people will be healed, they will be delivered, they will be refreshed, they will be revived, they will be renewed. And we thank you for it right now. You're replacing disappointment 
today. You're replacing that today. Discouragement will leave today. Depression will leave today. In Jesus' name. Now one more time, I'm about to preach, but Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. I know we praise Him a lot, but let's give Him praise one more time. Now, just before you sit down, high five three people and tell them, I'm going to find my door today. I'm going to find my door today. Many of us, many of us, before I read my introduction, let me, let me think about this. You know, last week this place was packed out. A lot of churches not having church on New Year's Eve today at all. So on Facebook yesterday, somebody put on Facebook, is anyone in Oklahoma City having New Year, church on New Year's Eve? And I had to call Josh and say, man, did we miss something? <laughs> Were we supposed to have church today? I don't know about you all, but I can't imagine being anywhere else but the house of God on New Year's Eve. And uh, many of us, many of us today in this room uh, look at this day as significant. Why? Because one year is ending and tomorrow another year starts. And then there are people here that do not see the significance of this day at all. And in their mind, one year is ending and another one starts. It's just another day. I want to give you five words to consider today, and here they are. It is a new year. It is a new year. And with that being said, it gives us an opportunity to start over. It gives us an opportunity to start over. Isaiah says in chapter 43, verse 18, remember not the former things, Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Will you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In scripture, it is easy to see that numbers are important. Names in scripture are important. In scripture, times and seasons are important. In scripture, the calendar was important because the calendar was filled with dates pertaining to festivals, pertaining to events, and the like. Therefore, a new year is also important. A new year is important. Before we look at the new year, I want us to close the door on some things from the old year. We're going to do a closeout here of 2023. Tell your neighbor this is your year-end closeout right here. Meaning you need to bring closure to some things in your life before you cross over to the new year. How do you do that? 
Number one, do a proper inventory. And today, before the clock strikes 12 midnight, ask yourself, what is going with me and what is staying in 2023? Uh, as you begin your crossover to a new year, I encourage you to try this. Quit trying to force what does not fit in your life. Number three, remember this. Remember that a shut door can be as much of a blessing as an open door. If some of you need to shut the door on some things and some people, listen to me now, and throw away the key. In your closeout, everything may not be complete. But you must be complete. Everything you prayed for in 2023 may not have reached full fruition. But you must be whole before the year closes out. And you can do that even to this day. Everybody shout, be made whole. So everything may not be complete, but you must be complete. How do you do that? Number one, write a letter to yourself and say, dear self, and begin to explain to self why certain things must come to an end in your life. Then be honest with yourself concerning why you are bringing closure to not just certain things, but to certain relationships in your life. Face the fact that you may never know why it didn't work out. I'm preaching better than you talking back. Face the fact that you may never know why it didn't work out. And finally, before you cross over, be confident that God is in complete control of your life. Be confident of that, that God is in complete control of your life. Now that you've closed the door, we're going to look at what is in front of us and I'm praying we have that kind of service where bobby pins start flying out of folks' hair. You remember them services where folks start dancing and somebody's high heel will break? I was in, I was in one of those running churches one time. Where when you start preaching real good, folks start dancing and running. And the church I was preaching in was building some new walls, which means they just had sheetrock on one side of the wall. There was no insulation or sheetrock on the other side of the wall. And a guy came running by in front of me, and he missed his turn. And he ran through the sheetrock and into the next room. Listen, when you get excited today, have mercy on our walls.
Someone once said, when one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully at the closed door that we do not see the one which is opened right in front of us. I want to challenge Quest Church to make a personal commitment to the year. What do you mean, Pastor Rick? 365 days of serving the Lord with all you have. Give it one year of going all out for Jesus Christ. No matter the discouragement, no matter the pitfalls, no matter the disappointments, the delays, the detours, say this with me, I will walk through every day of 2024 committed to Christ, committed to his church, and committed to his kingdom. If you mean it, give God praise right there, if you mean that. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Now let's get into the message. Let's get into this word. Father, I thank you right now that every demon and devil is rebuked in Jesus' name. I thank you that every principality is backing off this region. Every spiritual authority in heavenly places is backing up and backing off of God's people. I thank you that there is a release and a breakthrough that is beginning to take place in this sanctuary right now. I thank you that there's a hint in every person's spirit. There's a curiosity. There's an interest in the things of God. And you are about to do something that is literally going to shock not only us, but people that have been watching us for a long time. I pray you do it in each person's life. In this building and those that are watching online in Jesus' name. For a great door, for a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. I've read that scripture many, many times. I can't imagine how many times I've read that and thought, what a powerful verse of scripture. But I've never extracted that scripture from the Bible and preached a message on it. But today. But today. The word door, a great door. The word door is mentioned 183 times in scripture in 179 verses of the Bible. The word door is so important in scripture that Jesus says in John chapter 10 and I think it's verse 9, I am the door. Hmm. I am the door. Powerful thought. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and go out and find pasture. 
Now, I don't want us to get on this very long, but I must touch the subject of exclusivity. When Noah built the ark, he didn't build it with two or three doors. No, not four, no, not five. He had one door to that ark. And the generation you live in is laden with the idea that there are many ways, there are many doors to get to heaven. But before we enter 2024, I want to make it real clear about our stance concerning Jesus, the Father, and heaven. Jesus says no man goes to the Father except by me. He didn't say by many others. He just said by me. And he said, I am the door. Let me make it clear in your mind. There is only one way to live in eternity with God the Father. And that is by Jesus Christ, his son. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to the Father but by me. Interesting. Doors in scripture are so important that David broke it down like this at one point. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. In our text, the word door is very interesting in its meaning. It means... The opening, that's what I'm talking about. I heard Anita somewhere. I know Anita's voice. My God, she said, I like it when people talk back. Let me get back here. Door in our text means the opening. Lord, wake everybody up from the ham on Christmas. Wake them up, Lord, from the dressing. Touch one that had too much turkey. Would you deliver us from pecan pie and the symptoms thereof? Would you awake us out of our lethargic rest from the holiday season? All right, I had to deal with that. Door. The opening. Door. The opening. Door, the passage. Door, the transition. Listen to it clearly. Unbelievable definition. This is incredible. Door, the transition from the vegetable. All right. When I saw that, the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, there's a difference in standing in the foyer and standing in the sanctuary. There's a difference in standing in the vestibule and standing in the sanctuary. And God told me that the door separates the sanctuary from the foyer. And in order to get to the sanctuary, you got to go through the door. Now let me tell you the significance of what I'm talking about. When you're in the foyer, you can hear. 
what's going on in the sanctuary. And if what is going on in God's presence has any substance to it, then you being in the foyer only makes you frustrated with your position. Because you begin to tell yourself there's something happening in there and I'm standing out here. Something great is happening just the other side of that. And I'm in the wrong position to participate what is is happening in the presence. So I have to transition myself from the foyer in order to get into my future. God told me that he's dropping a door from you hearing about your future to you enjoying your future. He's dropping a door in your life that you're going to exit the vegetable and you're going to start living in the vision that God has given you for your life. Today, there is a portal that is dropping out of eternity into time and you're going to exit rest, recess, and recreation and you're about to step in to the reality of everything that God has assigned to your I dare you to look at three people and tell them recess is over. shout come out of the foyer and get into your future I dare you to shout come out of the vestibule and get into the vision God has for your life Woo! God is good so Paul oh Lord I don't know I don't know what's going on But I'm going to tell you something. I don't know. I don't know if y'all can hear me. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds different in here. I don't know if y'all can hear me. But I'm telling you, you let a white preacher, white Cajun boy from Louisiana stand on a platform and tell me what I just told you. And I'm going to do something that is radical. Tell your neighbor, I'm stepping into my future. I ain't dragging nothing with me. Out of 2023, there was a burden, there was a weight, there was a sin, there was a distraction. Lord have mercy. So he tells them, I'm coming for a visit. He said, I'm I'm hungry. I even want to say the entire season of winter with you. I can't wait to get there. Nothing excites my heart more, Corinth, than to get to you and hang out for a season. But there's an opportunity that has presented itself. And I can't go to you right now because the opportunity that presented itself right now 
is too significant for me to leave the responsibility of the door to go hang out with people that I just like. Y'all just missed that right there. Your door has too much responsibility for you to be frivolous, to you to be hanging out with people that don't really count right now. Woo! So he chooses this vocabulary very, very wisely because he calls the opportunity not opportunity. He calls it a door. He could have said an opportunity presented itself. But he said a great door. An effectual door has been opened to me. And I can't walk by the door. Huh. I'm going to simply concentrate our attention for a few minutes on not just the door, but I want you to shout this kind of door. If he wanted to leave it alone, he would have just said a door has been, but he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he had to throw all these superlatives in there. He didn't just say a door has been open to me. He could have just said there's a door that's open. But he said, Corinth, you got to understand. Can you dig this? That a great door, an effectual door, has been opened to Somebody shout this kind of door. A great door. All right. When I saw this, I just couldn't. You ever saw something, you studied something, and when you saw it, you said, my God have mercy. You had to call somebody. Did you know? Old Josh came over the rope with me. I kept it in my heart. I wanted to tell him so bad. Josh, you ain't going to believe what I found out. Man, we roped. We had guests over, and we got through roping. Everybody was leaving, and I looked at old Pastor Josh. I said, sit down. <laughs> he sat down, and he said, yes, sir. I said, boy, listen to me. When I did that, he leaned like Tony leaning right now. He leaned like that because he knew I can tell him something. I said, you know that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. He said, tell me about it. I said, Paul said a great door, an effectual door has been opened to me. He just looking at me like, Pastor Rick, I've heard that a hundred times. I said, listen to me, Josh. I studied this thing, man. The word great here is the Greek word megas. It's where we get the word mega. Some of y'all been trying to get your mega bucks and I came by to tell you mega bucks can't do for you what a mega door can do for you you need to stop buying lottery tickets start getting you some faith 
that a mega door. I thought I had a Pentecostal church. I said a mega. A mega door. Woo! Shouted a mega door. It means great. It means large. It means a mighty door. Whew. Do the proper study on it. It reads like this. A door that greatly surpasses others of its kind. When I saw that, I said to myself, I have walked through many doors. But I have never seen a door like this door. I want you to say these words with me with great conviction. I'm sorry. I don't fit in your frame. Let me show you what I'm talking about. People will, be, will build frames for you that they think fit you. I got rebuked by the Holy Ghost and said, you've been frustrated, Ricky Doyle, with some doors in your life because you was trying to take something huge I was doing and make it fit through a little bitty door that people had minimized your size to. The reason the door frustrated you is because you don't fit in something that small. And when you start allowing people to discount your value, when you start allowing people to make you think smaller of yourself than you ought to think, then you will find yourself very uncomfortably trying to squeeze through doors that do not fit your frame. It's not you that's the problem. It's the frame you let people make for you that is your problem. I dare you to shout, I'm sorry, I'm bigger than that. And the Lord rebuked me and said, stop thinking so small. Stop thinking so little. Start enlarging the coast of your territory. Start thinking bigger. I started praying over it. I started travailing over it. I said, Lord, I can see it. He said, no, son. Anything you can imagine, anything you can dream, anything you can think, I'm going to do bigger than that. Give me something to work with. Is there anybody getting what I'm saying here today? three people stop thinking so small Woo! I hear the Lord saying these words stop living for the small and start dreaming for the big stop living for the small and start dreaming for the big i'm gonna say it again stop living for the small 
and start dreaming. I'm going to say it one more time. Stop living for the small. Start dreaming for the big. I don't know, but I thought I heard the Lord say, build something. I said, Lord, what you say? He said, build something, son. Keep building. When you stop building, you start shrinking. Jesus said, I have come to give you life, John 10, 10, and to give you life more abundantly. The word abundantly means superior in quality and super abundant in quantity. I'll say it again, superior in quality and super abundant in quantity. Jesus came to give you not just a life. He came to give you a big old life. He didn't come to just give you life. He came to give you abundant life. Not just abundant life, but super. I wish I had a church that could hear me today. God wants you to step over into 2024 out of lack and into abundance out of just getting by into the land of more than enough i dare you to shout more in 24. i dare you to look at four or five people and tell them more in 24. throw your head back and shout i'm going big this time Mega door is a door you cannot miss. I'm going to say it again. If it's a mega door, it's a door you cannot miss. If it's a mega door, it's a door that's big enough for not just you, but everybody that's connected to you. A door that's a mega door is one that ushers you out of a poor place into a wealthy place. I came by to ask you, are you ready to pass through a door where there is more on the other side? 2024 is a year for more. I need you to look at four people and tell them more in 24. Come out, Holy Ghost. Come out in this room, Holy Ghost. More in 24. Not for me, I'd walk through my door and your door too. If you don't want your door, I'll take your door too. Let me tell you something. When a door gets big enough, it don't swing on hinges. Woo, come on in here. When a door gets big enough, you can't swing it on hinges. When a door gets big enough, you have to lift that door. The door I'm talking about looks like a big old huge garage door. It looks like a door big enough to get a Mack truck in. 
Some of y'all been driving Volkswagen dreams, but now you're about to drive a semi-truck dream. Tell your neighbor you got to lift this door. Who shall ascend the mountain of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. I'm telling you, Tony, we've been inviting God in like this. And God said, I'm too small. I'm too big for your small little door. If you want me to come in, you got to lift up. Can I finish this? Woo! You ought to shake your head. Look, shake your head till all the little stuff falls out. Come on. Shake your head till all the small stuff falls out. Think big. Dream big. Talk big. Pray big. Prophesy big. Great door. I bet it. I bet. For the last 10 minutes, I have not preached one thing that's in my notes. That's how I know the Holy Ghost in here. Now let me tell you something. This just came to me too. And it ain't in my notes. If doors are not important, then why the first mention of a door, this ain't in my notes, but I feel this strong. Why the first mention of a door is in Genesis 4, 7? When Cain said, if you do good, God told Cain, if you do good, things will go well with thee. But if you don't do good, sin is crouching at your door. Because for every door, there's a possibility of distraction. The devil knows the importance of doors so well that in the beginning of time, he called sin. He said, come here, sin. Go over there and just kneel down in front of that door. Because when Cain messes up, you're going to pounce on him. I said that for somebody who's playing with sin. I'm going to preach the rest of the word. But the Holy Ghost had me go there. Because some of y'all been playing with devils. To a man in here that's married, let me help you. She is not. The one you've been playing with in your inbox is not a door. She's a whore. I better stop. Let me get back to the word. A great and effectual door has been opened unto you. Now hold on a minute. Because now here we go again with the word effectual. I told you we're going to just concentrate on a few 
and, and so for some of you ladies, that guy you've been entertaining that your husband don't know nothing about, he's the same thing as that lady. You think he's a door for a new... Effectual door, a great and effectual door. Let's work on that for a minute. The Greek word is energes. E-N-E-R-G-E-S, energes. It's where we get the Greek word energy. <laughs> a great and effectual door. Something that is forceful, active. Something that is powerful. Something that is effective. Boy, I wish you could see the, the scenery of the etymology of this particular verse of scripture because when it gets here, it draws a picture, a word picture that reads like this. As the door opens, it creates a divine release of God's power to the one passing through it and to the ones he sent to. an effectual door is when you go through it. If you ever looked at something, you said, I ain't got the energy for that. Now you 30 year olds and 20s and, and early 40s, y'all ain't, ain't you ain't seen nothing you ain't got the energy for. But when you 62 you gotta consider every door. You start, you start trying to discern doors behind door number one. Let's make a deal. And God told me, he said, son, if you'll just walk through this mega door, I'm going to give you energy you never had in your life where you're going to say with Caleb, I'm 80 years old right now. And I've got as much energy now as I did when I was 40. But you gotta go through the door to get your energy. Woo! Is anybody getting this word here? So here's what I realized. Right opportunities produce right optimism. You become pessimistic about transition when you keep trying to go through the wrong doors. Say that again, bitch. You become pessimistic about transitions when you keep trying to go through doors that don't fit you. But when you pass through the mega door, that opportunity builds optimism in you. Like this. That felt so good that I can't wait for my next mega. When we capitalize on God opportunity, it catapults us to an optimistic level of living. And it will deliver you from depression. Many of you are living with depression in your life and you don't need Prozac. You just need a door. You just need a new opportunity. When you get the revelation that I'm giving you, 
Here's what you're not going to do. You're not going to be commercial chief. You're not going to be shaking hands with people like this. They walk up to you and you just look at them. Oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. No. When you get this revelation of doors, every person starts looking like a door. And you shake their hand like, it's good to meet you. My name is Rick Hawkins, sir. It's nice to meet you. And stop looking at their jeans and tore up shoes because millionaires try to fool you. One handshake, one relationship can move you to a whole new term of your life. Somebody shout with me, everybody's important. An effectual door. An effectual door is a door that produces a lasting effect. I'm almost done. When I saw that, I heard these words in my spirit tell the people, to stop being busy and start being effective. A lot of people think if I'm just busy, I'm being effective. No? There's a whole lot of difference in being busy and being effective. Because when you're effective, you can do half as much as somebody else is doing and get twice as much done. Y'all just missed that. You can do half as much as somebody else is doing and get twice as much done. Stop being busy. Start being effective. I'm going to throw this at you. James 5, 16 will change your prayer life. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The what? Effectual fervent prayer. Some of y'all pray to make yourself feel good. I pray because I feel like I'm obligated to pray. Lord, should I go there? I, I'm scared too because if I do, I'm going to start kicking over sacred cows. Some of y'all are more worried about saying a prayer before you eat then you are worried about getting in your closet and shutting the door and praying over your family. And you do it in public. You say your blessing over your food in public for a display. So people will come over to you and say, oh, we saw you praying. That is so awesome that you prayed over your meal. You needed that pat on the back. I'm preaching better than you talking about to me. That ain't no effectual fervent prayer. As a matter of fact, you ain't going to find in the Bible nowhere where the Bible says pray before you eat. As a matter of fact, it says give thanks after you eat. So what y'all need to do is eat your meal, put your utensils down, then lift your hands in Charleston's and say, Oh Lord, thank you. I'm not telling you to stop praying before you. Don't, don't send me emails. Don't do it. We pray before our meals sometimes. All right. The effectual, fervent prayer. The effective prayer. Don't just pray to pray. Look at your neighbor and tell him, make your prayer effective. 
Jesus is very adamant about it. I mean, he even said, why you pray in public so much? He said, go to your closet and pray. Because you can be affected behind a closed door. Let me in, y'all. I know y'all mad. Some of y'all just, I just lost three families. Please don't leave. Please don't leave the church. Listen, I will, if you call me for lunch, I will go sit with you and say the prayer over your food with you. But please don't leave. It hurts my feelings when people leave. Look at me. Please don't leave. A great and effectual door has been opened to me. And, 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 there are many adversaries. One door, many adversaries. One door, many adversaries. Come back to me, Oklahoma. You're going to get over that prayer for your food. If you could look at some of the men in here looking at me like. Y'all giving me that John Wayne look. I'm going to tell you again. We pray over our food before we eat it. I get it. Sometimes. So don't be mad. A great door. And effectual doors open to me, and there are many adversaries. An open door doesn't mean there's no opposition. The adversary challenges every advance. For every entrance, there is an enemy. For every opportunity, there is opposition. In other words, where there's a door, there's a devil. Where there is abundance, there's adversaries. Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about seeking whom he may devour. The word adversary in the Greek means the opposition or the opposite. It means the one who faces you from your future. Y'all just missed that. The enemy ain't trying to kill you according to your past. He's trying to kill you because he's afraid of your... That's why he said at every door there are many contradictions. There are many oppositions. There are many opponents at the door, the great and effectual door in 2024 for you and your family will not be shut by Satan. Amen. I just prophesied to you. Now I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. The great and effectual door in 2024 for you 
and your family will not be shut by Satan. Shout this with me, I'm not going to miss my mega door. The Lord said, oh Lord, in Revelation 3.8, I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. I'm going to prophesy it to you again, Revelation 3.8. I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. Let's say it another way. I have set before you a mega door. And no man can shut it. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it a different way. I have set before you 2024. And no man can cause you to miss what I have assigned to your life. How am I going to see it, Pastor Rick? You're going to have to come up higher. I'm going to say it again. You can't think on this level and see on this level. You can't think on this level and go through doors on this level. Revelation 4.1, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. And a voice, the first voice I heard was like a trumpet talking to me. And it said, come up here and I will show you things that must happen. A voice like a trumpet said, I saw a door that was open in heaven. And the voice said, come up. Come up out of your wrong thinking. Come up out of your doubt. Come up out of your unbelief. Come up out of your depression. Come up out of your disappointment. Come up out of your discouragement. Come up out of your despondency. Come up out of a mindset of poverty. Come up out of a mindset of sickness and disease. Come up out. Come, come up. Come up. Come up. And I will show you. There are some doors you will never walk through until you come up out of where you've been. Come up out of those wrong relationships. Come up out of those soul ties. And I will show you things that must happen. Lift your hands, please. Father, I thank you for the word today. For people that are mad about praying over their food. Help them with that. Holy Ghost, I invite you in this house right now to invade the premises and the property. I pray for a Holy Ghost takeover and an outpouring of your Holy Spirit like Joel saw. I will pour out my spirit. Lord, would you pour it out in here? Lord, I'm praying that today the eyes of the understanding of these your people were enlightened. That they can see that a great and effectual door is opening to them at 12 o'clock tonight. That door is lifted up. And we're walking out of what was 
and we're stepping in to what is. And I thank you, God, that they shall be effective, not just busy. And I thank you that no adversary shall shut that door. In the name of Jesus.